Welcome back to Shit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name's Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials. Here to Shit Talk for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and more. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's been a week since I've really seen you. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. How have you been? What's new? Nothing's new. Just you know, had Canada Day. Yeah. Been chilling, just enjoying the outdoors, enjoying the sunshine. Yes. Happy um, belated Canada Day and happy belated Fourth of July. Yeah, happy belated Fourth of July to all our uh, American listeners out there. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. How have you been? Um. I've been good. Um, just been working away as per usual. Um, but I'm really excited for our topic this week. Yeah. Speaking of work. Speaking of work. <laughs> well, not really not, work. Not really. But what happens before work? I think this was one of the first episodes that we wanted to do. Yeah. Because I- it just, it just made sense to us. Cause it, I think it was you when you, when you brought up the fact that some girls like came up to you asking about jobs or like oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. no totally um i i actually had a few of my friends come up to me and you know just you know dm'd me and mm-hmm. sent me messages being like oh hey like i see what you're doing on instagram is so cool like how do you get a job like that you know how did you find a job immediately out of college how did you get there how do you write resumes and so you know i sat down with them had some lunches and just told them basically how I went about doing it and mm-hmm. you know just knowing how to find the right opportunity and how to say yes to any opportunity that gets thrown your way and so yeah I think that's how we sort of created this this whole conversation this yeah. whole um idea. This epi- yeah, yeah this whole idea and episode so yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's always really important to start off with the very beginning before yeah. we really dive into like the work end of stuff yeah uh as some of you already know we both went to UBC was it was it always your your first choice to go to UBC? Yeah, so actually I so I did high school back in Singapore. I did the International Baccalaureate and I think I wanted to go to Canada. I did the SATs, didn't really enjoy doing the SATs on top of doing IB, but I I knew had I had my heart set in Canada, I had my heart set in Vancouver. Um, really, really wanted to go to UBC, but um, I also applied to several other places like um, McMaster, McGill, U of T, yeah. um, University of Victoria. But I definitely was completely sold by, you know, UBC. Mm-hmm. You know how close it is to by the sea, like how beautiful of a campus it is, yeah. and all the courses they had. Um, but yeah, I think it was always like my number one university that I wanted to yeah. go to. What about yeah. you? Um, I mean, I, I had like a little bit of a rough, uh, high school experience. I also did do international baccalaureate. Um, yeah. (laughs) Woohoo. Most stressful two years of my entire life. Exactly. Did you do the middle years program too? No, I did not. Okay. No. Um, so I didn't do that. I just did IB. They didn't Mm -hmm. implement the middle years program, which is like pre IB, um, until after I left high school so I I think I've told you this before and you were 
you were like shook by it when mm-hmm. I said that I didn't have to pay for IB. Yeah. Um, most people have to pay for IB, including like their course time and their exam fees. Oh um, boy, do I know that. <laughs> yeah, it cost yeah. me like an arm and leg and left kidney, so. <laughs> but I, I didn't have to because um, I, I think it was part of our school district, like a part of the funding mm-hmm. uh, or the budget that the school was given was given to this program specifically. Yeah. Um, but that also did limit our options for the kind of courses that we were able to take mm-hmm. like yeah um courses so you could either choose like a humanity stream or a science stream and i had like a little bit of health issues in high school and as a result i missed a fair amount of school mm-hmm. and so my grades weren't doing too well and you know there was a lot of pressure to do really well to get into the right school and i distinctly remember um you know going to one of my parent-teacher meetings with my parents who were who are extremely supportive but also they were very nervous for me because I wasn't doing too hot um and so I remember physics is my least favorite subject like oh oh my god I hate it so much and my parents went to meet my physics teacher and my physics teacher just I think said something along the lines of I don't think your daughter will get into any university that she applied to wow and that was a really, really... That's a really bold statement. Really, it, yeah, it and was... hurtful. Very hurtful. Yeah. And also, like, it was it was something that my parents weren't expecting to hear, but they also felt, like, outraged mm-hmm. that she even said that. And so when I was applying to university, I was very scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, applying to university left, right, and center because I was really nervous. Yeah. Or I was thinking of applying to universities left right and center um I did not take the SATs when I was in school because I didn't really have any any intention of going to an American Mm -hmm. school unless it was Ivy League and the only reason for that was because if I had the grades to go to an Ivy League school then it made sense for for me to do that yeah um but I didn't and nor did I really want to pay international student fees oh no it's um yeah it's a lot yeah I I heard it's like innate like even even for people that are American that are not from the state in which they're going to school, mm-hmm. they pay like yeah. huge amounts of money more than domestic students yeah. would. Um, so, like, I had to pay international fees to be enrolled at UBC, yeah. but it's twice as much in the states. Yeah, that's, so that's what I heard. It's it's crazy. Um, so f- for me, it was it was a no brainer to just kind of apply to local universities, and um, you know, I, I had been to UBC every now and then and I applied to go there and for me to get into such a wonderful school you know considered one of the top 40 universities in the entire world crazy um you know I remember receiving my my offer letter in the mail and I started bawling my eyes out because you know to have heard that and then be able to kind of be like hey fuck you <laughs> <laughs> to my to my teacher was a, a great moment for me yeah because so, it must have been like so discouraging to just hear that yeah. from her and I don't think it's fair for her to say that if it was just one class and like I I had you know I had decent grades in IB yeah. but like my worst subject was French and yeah. like if I had my French teacher to tell me that I wasn't able to go to any <laughs> university of my choice because yeah. I was bad at French, like that yeah. would make sense, yeah. you know? But it, you know what? Like that's neither here nor there. I got into UBC. Mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, get yeah. get in and that was what mattered. And I'm so, so, 
so thankful because it was a wonderful experience and I would not give that back yeah. for anything in the world. Um, I guess my other question for you was, did you ever think about taking like a gap year before starting university? Um, I don't really know if that's know. very a I, very common thing in it's, Singapore. Oh, it's a huge thing. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people tend to volunteer elsewhere, you know, help with, I don't know, different, as we call in, back in my high school, global concerns and different sort of um, NGOs across you know, Asia and such. So I think that was, that was pretty popular in my year. Yeah. But also a lot of people, you know, definitely went to the UK, you went to the States for university. And so they would also do them after they completed university before they started college. Uh, sorry, or, before they started work. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like I, should have probably done that after university, just mm -hmm. take some time off before just, you know, diving in headfirst into starting my job. Yeah, just because, I don't know, I've seen my friends do so many incredible things with what they did in the NGOs and other volunteering experiences. Going straight into a job, like a nine to five job, is just, is just overwhelming right after college because, you know, you've been doing nothing but studying and for so many, so many hours, so many yeah. days. So it's just, I think, I think it would be healthy to going a gap year but i yeah. i mean i agree for whoever feels that way yeah but for myself i know that if i had looking back now knowing what i know i probably should have taken a gap mm -hmm. year but i know that if i had taken one before i had mm -hmm. started university that i probably wouldn't have gone yeah um and it has nothing to do with like me not wanting to you know, get an education, but I think it had more to do with the fact that, you know, when you start working, you learn different things. Absolutely. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you, you value those skills so much and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much more than I like ever learned in, a, mm -hmm. in that stupid lecture or like, you know, and there are different experiences, there are different, there are different experiences. life experiences. And, yeah. and so I think that, I think that, I think that I might've easily developed that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm so glad that I just kind of pushed through and went yeah. to university right away because I think it was the best choice for me. I don't think my mom would have allowed me to take in a gap year my before mom would, university. No, absolutely. <laughs> are you I was kidding? Like, what are you doing? Like, put your head back in the box. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, right my now? mom yeah. would absolutely, absolutely not allow me to take yeah. a gap year. Nor, nor was I thinking. Like, I knew, I knew myself to know that if I had taken a gap year, mm -hmm. that I probably wouldn't have felt the motivation to actually, mm -hmm. you know, do school. Yeah. Um, but although now having been through university, I definitely think I could have benefited from taking some time off. Mm -hmm. And I think, like like you said, I would have really preferred to take it off before I had started work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I don't think it necessarily has to be a gap year, but it could just definitely a be... A vacation. <laughs> a short vacation, or even like, you know, going away, backpacking around mm -hmm. South America for six months yeah. or half a year or anything yeah. like that, you know? It doesn't have to be a whole year. Yeah. But yeah, I think just take some time off to just mm -hmm. really... <laughs> really, <laughs> really have your last hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> or just take some time off to just, I don't know relax before getting into a nine to five. My dad always used to say, um, 
oh, especially when I was like feeling the absolute worst about school and like university and all that stuff. My dad would always be like, you know, these are the best years of your life. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you know, you're going to love these years of your life. You're really the look- best years of your life? Would like, you say that? I, I would say... I would say looking back on it with all the work that I'm doing and all the yeah. responsibilities that I have that in some some extent yes mm-hmm. because we didn't have the the responsibilities. Of yeah, our I life. think I think we've definitely learned a lot from university yeah. and you know we came away with it with a very expensive piece of paper which yeah. is 100%. which is useful but I don't think university is necessarily for everyone and even though I think it's you know four wonderful years in my life that I've had I agree with you I think you know other people would have a different perspective on it especially if they had to pay it out of their own pockets or had to fund it some other way Mm -hmm. but yeah I think there are a lot of things that you can't take back from university like learning how to binge drink for four (laughs) nights out of the five that you're going to school for I'm totally kidding but you know Um, I'm actually I'm actually Again, I like somewhat agree and disagree with you because I think that I think that university is not for everyone, mm-hmm. but I think that it's really important to get that piece of paper. I think it's important. No, I I 100% agree with you. Um, I just I know people who have you know dropped out of university yeah. and they've propelled forward to succeed in yeah. whatever they're doing right now. Like one of my friends, one of my really close friends, she felt like university wasn't for her yeah. and she dropped out and yeah. now she's become a really successful realtor so yeah. yeah and and that's what I mean is that like it doesn't matter what that piece of paper is mm-hmm. but just having that piece of paper is really important mm-hmm. like for example uh with my ex um I told him because he hadn't attended university mm-hmm. he hadn't gone to university oh, okay um there was no intention there because why why is that um that's like just due to some personal reasons he he didn't really want to he didn't really want to attend university um but you know I was I was going through the brunt of university at the time because we were together in like the latter half of my university degree and I was constantly saying because you know he was working in jobs that he wasn't necessarily happy with Mm -hmm. and I said you know like maybe you should consider going to school for something yeah or or you know even if it was like a certificate or a diploma or something because it doesn't matter what you know because you may be very intelligent and you may have these skills Mm -hmm. but unfortunately a lot of different uh businesses and companies they look for that piece of they do that mean that means something to them Mm -hmm. even if it even if you don't necessarily you know for example, for me, I have a degree in anthropology, right? That is not really applicable to a lot of things. But the job that I currently work at, they know that I have a university degree in yeah. anthropology mm-hmm. from UBC. Yeah. And my job, I would say, only really has a connection because we're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. But there's no direct correlation between my degree I, yeah. and what my job is. Oh, I know a ton of people, including myself, who have degrees that just absolutely have zero correlation to the job that they're yeah. doing right now. And I yeah. think that's totally okay. And I think I I agree with you. And I think that having that really expensive piece yeah. of paper just, I wouldn't say like it validates you, but 
it gives employers a better understanding of your work ethic mm-hmm. and your study ethic. And I think knowing that you have completed university yeah. just gives them some sort of, it gives them a better understanding of you as a person. But yeah, even like that being said, I I do think that having that piece of paper doesn't mean everything at the same time. Like it I doesn't agree. mean that you're going to, immediately get a job or mm-hmm. that you're immediately going to have all these opportunities and doors yeah. being opened wide with things like that arms t- takes time yeah. yeah and like i mentioned before i came out with an english literature degree and i'm currently working in a business that does brand management and film production so yeah. very very different things yeah. but i don't i have i'm a firm believer <laughs> that your university degree and your certification shouldn't limit you and it shouldn't just it shouldn't limit you to all the opportunities that that you're able to get as well and I think that you know there are so many doors out there for you to open and that shouldn't just like hold you back so even though I had an English lit degree I was very concerned about you know the limited options I would have to to work in and you know I had family members come out to be like oh you're doing you're studying English like are you gonna be a teacher are you gonna write books and I was like oh my god like none of these things Mm -hmm. appeal to me I I don't want to be a writer I don't want to be a teacher like I don't want to do any of these things but and I was so I was so caught up with like am I gonna be satisfied with this degree like is this gonna limit me is this my density now Mm -hmm. like how am I gonna pursue other things if I want to if I want to you know pursue doing this other job Like, and I, at that moment of time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I yeah. came out of university and I was like, okay, great. I have this piece of paper. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to go into the world with this. Yeah. But what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. I didn't know where my head was at. I didn't know what interests me, what my passions were. Yeah. I was still lost. So yeah. I had several work opportunities thrown at me. And I think saying yes to all of them is the way to go and I just think that you know sort of saying yes to all the opportunities that are given to you and just working through them and then understanding and sort of seeing which ones fit you which ones don't is so so important through that you can really find your passion and that's where I sort of found my passion in film production like in the film industry so I think even though you come out with a certificate and a university diploma that shouldn't just hinder you from getting to where you want to be yeah. so i i completely agree i i 100% see see that in myself like i i got a degree in anthropology i work at a mining tech company <laughs> it's like not very different very different yeah. it was not even what i was thinking i was going to do with my anthropology degree at first i thought i wanted to go into journalism like that was my dream because I very much enjoyed writing. It was a huge part of who I am and I still love to write, but you know, I wasn't ready to part of me felt like I needed a master's degree in order to in order to really commit to that. And so, I didn't really see a point in pursuing postgraduate education right away, right mm-hmm. after I finished my degree. So, you know, I've been working around and I've been learning a lot from all of the things that I've been doing and I think that I've been saying yes to a lot of different opportunities that I wasn't expecting to come to me. As a result, I've been I've been learning skills and just work behaviors that I think are really important to carry forward in any job or any kind of direction I want to go in going forward. Hello. 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 Hello.
that being said, what made you decide to choose English literature? Oh, just because I was good at it. <laughs> that, that was the only reason? No, I, I really enjoy reading and I, I really enjoyed all my classes, my professors and all my lectures that I had. And actually, initially, I wanted to do psychology. Yeah. Um, psychology is tough, girl. It's so tough. And I, I think, I, think average, I didn't realize that. I think the average for psych in UBC is like 68 or 69 percent overall which is crazy (laughs) it's insane (laughs) and so I I went in there and I was like oh yeah like I'm told they're gonna do psychology and then I took some um science electives for psychology Mm -hmm. took them in first year when I also was just like hey I'm you know off at university I've got no parents here so I'm gonna be drinking for (laughs) like every single night of the week yeah but I I took some of those science classes in the first year and I and I failed and mm-hmm. I think it was that point in time where I was just like okay a I should probably slow down on the partying yeah. b psychology is maybe not for me yeah and c um I had to figure out how to get the withdrawal you know the w's yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize it was a thing. I didn't know yeah. you could like withdraw yourself from yeah. classes yeah. until then. And it was yeah. already past the withdrawal date. Yeah. So I had to commit to having an F in this yeah. class, which sucked yeah. so much. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it was then when I was just like, maybe that's not for me. And I did mm-hmm. take some other English courses and I really, really enjoyed those. Had a lot of supportive professors and yeah. that really piqued my interest. So yeah. I pursued that instead why did you choose anthropology so when i uh, i don't know about you in first year i uh took a standardized timetable did you take one of those like no a, no i didn't i just um, chose my own um schedule okay yeah. so um i decided that i wanted like a little bit more direction in okay. my first year of university i should have so... done that <laughs> <laughs> well it was just you know i, I needed felt, some direction i i felt really nervous about just stepping into a classroom with like 250 people it's scary Um, it's really scary I was not ready for that in my first year I thought that I wanted to you know kind of have a little bit more structure but then have a little bit of freedom to choose electives that would allow me to kind of expand Mm -hmm. I decided to take something called the coordinated arts program at UBC right phenomenal program I had an amazing Mm -hmm. time um and it it was like I want to say, like, for each stream, there are, like, 50-something 50, 50 kids, okay. like, in in that round. Or... So you got to know them pretty yes, well, instead of, yeah. like, having a lecture with 300 people yeah. who you didn't know. Yeah. So I'll actually tell you a really funny story. Yeah. My best friend, Chantel, she and I have been friends since I was 12. She's, like, the love of my life. And um, we both applied to UBC and we both got in for the arts program. We were talking about what kind of courses we'd be applying to and like all that kind of stuff. And we were, we decided not to talk to each other about okay. which courses we were applying to. Okay. Because we just thought it would be, it would be the easy thing to just pick the same courses. Mm-hmm. And Did just, she want to go down the same route that you want to go down? We both down, or? weren't really sure what we wanted to do at okay. first. Okay. So when that had happened, I was just like, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be trying to take courses together because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just out of comfort and out right. of convenience that we want to take courses together. So, you know, I selected my courses. She selected her courses. I walk into the first day of class and I see that girl sitting there. Aww, and I so look at her and I'm like, Chantel, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> And so it turns out she picked the exact same CAP program as me. So oh. we had 
like the entire semester, nice. we had so many classes together. Yeah. So I would see her like all the time. That's nice to have like a familiar yeah. face. I mean, like we had, we had, yeah, we had certain classes that weren't together, but mm-hmm. we had a lot of classes that were That's together. Good. That's so good. it was so nice to like not only have that familiarity of like a smaller structure, but then yeah. also have my best friend like be there yeah. every now and then. Um, and then in the program that I was in, which was law and society, we we had one course that was an anthropology course, mm-hmm. and everyone in that class said that they absolutely hated anthropology. Why? Um, after that course, I mean, our professor was okay. Okay. Um, a lot of people didn't really uh, feel like they vibed with her teaching style. Okay. Um, which is completely understandable to each yeah. their own. But for me, I was really hooked on the material. And also, we learned about, I think within the first two weeks of class, we talked about cannibalism. Oh, um, interesting. That's a heavy topic that's for a really a first ra- few Like, weeks. really interesting, random topic. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about her specific research, which was on the drug rings in, like, Colombia and stuff. Okay. And then later on in, in the year, we had to do something called a mobility map, which okay. was basically looking at our parents' ancestry and then kind of building oh. a map and then tracing the movement of our family that's really throughout cool. the generations huh. so you know we did that and I fell like so in love and I was like this is super interesting I want to take more courses like this mm-hmm. and that was the first time actually that I ever pursued a course despite the professor because I don't know if you get like this sometimes but when you really don't like a professor you don't like the class oh my god I've (laughs) after going down the realm of like English literature I've had a lot of hit and miss professors and some of them would be so interesting and like so passionate about what they're talking about Mm -hmm. they really get into it and so they get everyone involved and like it's very interactive and very thought-provoking yeah but there are other classes where you know you have to go back into your dorm room and you have to relearn everything again just because you know they weren't clear on things or they were just super monotonous and Mm -hmm. it's just you know super boring it's just i don't know but it really it really affects you and the way you learn so yeah and and so i decided to pursue anthropology after that and we had like an amazing time and my focus was very like society and culture based awesome definitely didn't think at first i was going to get a degree in anthropology i thought Mm. i was going to do political science because for me i was really good at poli sci like Mm. awesome and it like kicked my ass when i first took it because i remember i remember my first ever paper that i wrote for that class i failed it (laughs) and like i actually worked really hard on that paper yeah and like I remember receiving that grade back being like, what? Like, how is this possible? Yeah, right? it's heartbreaking. It's super hard. And then, you know, my skills improved. And then that, I still got an A in that class, like leaving that class because it was just, I worked hard and I really mm-hmm. liked it. But with poli sci, I felt like history was kind of like coupled with it. And I mm-hmm. felt like I had to kind of do poli sci and history together. And yeah. I really hated history. Is that like an IB thing as well? Like you did not (laughs) enjoy history from IB or? No, no. I actually really thought I would like history, which is why I chose that cap stream. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. But my history prof was just not, you know, and I didn't really enjoy the matter. I felt like it was very dry. Yeah. And like Um, it really resonates with you when a professor isn't really engaged with what they're teaching and like their students. I don't know. It just, I don't know, gives off negative vibes. So yeah. And then I, I stuck 
Yeah, I stuck with anthropology for that reason. Yeah. I really, really wanted to, you know, pursue English and I thought it was really interesting. And then I did some other electives, which were also super cool. So like I met you in some of my classes for creative writing. And then I took some other classes like anthropology I thought was really interesting. Archaeology also did Asian horror films. Oh, that's interesting. Which was also super neat. I did that my like last year because I had a few like that. I loved it. Oh yeah, we were watching like horror movies and we had to analyze them. It was great. It was so much fun. There's this history course at UBC. I hated history, but But. I was willing to make an exception for this course because it was about witches. Did you hear about that course? It was like about Eastern European like witch culture. And it was I was just like Salem trials and oh but it's European. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. And I was I was thinking about taking that, but I just didn't have enough electives to take because I needed (laughs) to take my creative writing electives. Yeah. I had a question from way before that okay, I wanted to that's tell fine. you. Go ahead. But like, if you were to, do you think if you did a post-secondary education instead of you know diving headfirst into work, do you think that you would be a different person than who you are today? I definitely think that I would be a completely different person. Okay. And the reason that I say that is because I have learned so much through this. When did I graduate? I graduated in 2017 and it's now 2019. Yeah. Just after we would have graduated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's been two years. Two years. And I can say that the amount of life lessons I've learned in the last two years through work, whether it's about my work ethic, whether it's about working with others, uh, whether it's about, you know, job hunting uh, interviewing all of dealing that stuff. with difficult managers Di- yeah. or and things like that like yeah. I would never I would never give that up for for going yeah. to school I told I feel like I've told you this before mm-hmm. it's that I don't think that I will go back to university or to school until I absolutely feel the need to learn again mm-hmm. and and the thing is is like i I feel like I need to be motivated. I felt like at the end of my degree, I was losing the motivation to actually do my work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I feel like I was dredging through my classes and I felt so done. You just wanted to make it through to the last exam. You were like like, done and dusted with university. Like, I didn't want to look at another friggin' textbook. Like, I didn't want to have to write another essay. Like, I was... I was ready to start working and just get out there. Yeah. Now, like, you know, I'm rearing back around to, you know, thinking about, because now I know what my work is like. I know Mm -hmm. what my opportunities are like. And, you know, I have a clearer sense of what I want to do and what I might not want to do. Mm -hmm. Knowing that now, I think that I can make a more informed decision about what kind of postgraduate education I would want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Also, maybe something that would be more feasible because, you know, I I love my parents. I'm obviously their only child. Um, But it's super expensive to pursue a postgraduate education. And my mom would, upon hearing this, she'd be like, oh, don't worry, I'll pay for you. But like, (laughs) for me... And my mom, she says, like, oh, you shouldn't feel guilty. But, like, the thing is, is I do feel guilty. I do. I feel bad because it's, it's, I, they've been so gracious Mm -hmm. and so 
helpful all of my life and they still help me they buy my groceries for me sometimes and like they actually most of the time (laughs) um and you know they help me pump my gas in my car sometimes when I go and visit them and it's it's just it doesn't make sense to me to ask for more yeah and I mean if I really really felt so motivated that I could not I could not live without going back to mm-hmm. school I would definitely ask my parents yeah but the problem with that is that I want to maintain my life and the way that I'm living like the bills that I'm paying all of that I want to maintain that while still being able to go mm-hmm. to school yeah so you know they would have to support me doing that as well yeah so you know it's it, it, I have to really evaluate that yeah but I've been looking at taking like part-time courses yeah. and stuff like that so I can work and still manage to yeah. learn something. Well, I think there's, you know, there's so many different ways to to get education nowadays. Like we're so we're so exposed to different means of technology and different ways that we can learn. So I think, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to have a post-secondary education if we want to learn more, but you know, we could go on to edx or some other online and there's so many like online educational websites which give you a certification at the very end of it Mm -hmm. and you know you don't have to pay tons of money to to get that Mm post-secondary education you can get you know their books and other things like that so i myself i've never really thought about having a post-secondary education but i i've been thinking about getting you know a certification like well, I was thinking about getting a certification in UX and UI yeah. previously and just having an online education and just working on that for like, you know, four to six months and then just like finishing off the the certification then. So it's that like wandering thought that just like enters your brain when exactly. you have nothing else to think yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. But I I think I think that I would have been a very different person than who I am today if I took a post secondary education and just yeah. like didn't have the work experience that I have yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think you would be? What do you think you would be like? I don't know. I I think with these past two years, I've I think I've matured and grown and just developed in a very different way. And I don't think I was as confident going like just immediately leaving university. I think with the work experience that I've received so far, I've grown and I've become less anxious about, um, you know, going into interviews and knowing how to hold myself presentably in front of managers and other team members and how to work collaboratively with them. It's just a very different mindset. It's a very different experience. I think having interpersonal skills and learning how to work with other people on a team is just, it's different once you get out of university and when you have a job because, you know, there are all sorts of personalities out there and you just have to learn how to deviate from from different personalities and stuff. I was wondering, what what are some tips and tricks that you learned um, about how to survive and like balance your social social time and yeah. your study time? Because I think it's really important oh, it's so to important. have that social time. Yeah. Well, actually, 
going going back to what I was saying before about the whole like work experience thing I was even though I was in university and like you think I would have you know decent study ethics and stuff I was such a good procrastinator and I had really really bad time management until recently until I like started working and I had to do like a little bit of project management here and there and I had to you know manage people and projects and clients and on all those sorts of things and it's just you have to learn how to be very um, purposeful with your time and you have to be extremely cautious with you know timelines and everything like that so what I what I usually do is I just you know write everything on a post-it note write everything down on a sheet yeah. of paper because then it becomes more tangible and it becomes realistic because yeah. it's not just an idea that's floating in your head it's yeah. something that you have to do it's something that you have to do ASAP Rocky so yeah. And you physically can't get away from. You can't <laughs> run away from it. Like you, you, you're seeing all these like post-it notes that, like, we're currently just hanging oh, at my place, and we I have didn't even noticed. Yeah, so I have stacks and stacks of very colorful post-it notes, oh, and this is literally how I work. I just, I also have a very short attention span. <laughs> no, sorry, I have a very short memory span. Yeah. Sorry, I have a very very short memory span, and I I forget things very easily, so I have to write things down immediately, especially when I'm on a phone call with my manager. I'm like, okay, I gotta like write things down, yeah. um, right away, just so I don't forget them. But once I have them down on a piece of paper, or once I have them down in post-it note, like it's it's real, and I have to get it done. Yeah. So, I think that's that's the best way of me like knowing how to prioritize things and how to I don't know focus on doing the most important things and then sort of like listing them in a way where you list them from like you know most important to least important and then just sort of like work your way down but so so jumping off of that yeah in a in a related note I would say for me my life changed when I started using a planner yeah like you know for me I'm a very like writing oriented like I have mm-hmm. to write things down yeah. um I use lots of sticky notes yeah um, my work desk is like covered in sticky <laughs> notes because because for me I I like having that visual reminder that mm-hmm. I need to do something for me to have a planner to literally plan out you know my next couple of months um plan out when my bills were coming out mm-hmm. or you know when I needed to have this task I like to let my time. bills take me by surprise <laughs> I am so afraid that I write it all down for like eternity. I like I like don't look at my bills and I'm like surprise me, <laughs> and then I do get surprised. It's it's great. Oh it's my God. crazy how that happens. I, <laughs> I the moment the moment that I started using my planner on a regular basis, um, I felt a lot more success because mm-hmm. I felt like um, you know how you said that you write things from like high priority to low priority Mm -hmm. I I did it in a way where it was like what needs to get done like in a timely manner so I did Mm -hmm. it according to time not necessarily what was most important Mm -hmm. I was like what needs to get done now versus what needs to get done later yeah yeah yeah, that's what I meant yeah Yeah. so like most important would be like what's coming up like right now like what's like today today? (laughs) like what items of you know articles do I need to read for this class like by the end of the today exactly or in the next few hours Um, I will say though that there have been many a night that I pulled all nighters. Oh yeah. And I, <laughs> I really shouldn't be saying this, but you know what? I'm just gonna say it anyways. There was one night, um, in my first year where I was writing my final paper for one of my cap classes, and I wrote it in 
in one day, in one full 24 hour day, did not sleep, wrote it. Um, and I submitted it and I was like, oh my God, this is probably utter garbage. Like this Those is- are the life skills that I'm telling you about <laughs> that university gives. The beauty of university because allows I was us also, I was, to do this. I was also a horrible procrastinator. Oh my god! Um, I don't know why. Like I couldn't find the motivation to write the the paper. Anyways, I submitted that exam, or I mean that paper, and then I went to the final exam. Yeah. I finished my final exam. Mm-hmm. I picked up that paper. A. Nice. I was like, hey. brilliant. Maybe I work Ooh. great under pressure. Do not take my advice. No. I feel I'm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I do work well under pressure. I feel like maybe most of my papers have been so well because they were like stress induced. I don't know what was just neurotic, the... crazy writing. Yeah, I don't. I think it was just the golden touch of like stress induced writing or like yeah. finger tapping on the keyboard. Yeah. But um, yeah. But there you go. There's another life skill yeah. that university teaches you. Teaches you. Don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Please don't skip your lectures. Please don't. I learned the hard way. Um, I can safely say don't don't skip your lectures because even though you might think that, you know, you'll have someone in your class who will take notes for you, don't rely on them. Yeah. Rely on yourself. Yeah. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, once you don't have, like, the set structure of high school, which mm-hmm. is, like, I show up at 8, I leave at, like, mm-hmm. 2.30 or 3. Yeah. Um. University is like a completely different ball game because no one's there to tell you that you have to go yeah. to these classes. You're like, oh, I could just stay in bed for yeah. another few hours, yeah. or like I could go eat lunch right now, yeah. or like not come back yeah. and just grab some We're, coffee. Ugh, and that class is so far away. I don't want to. Oh, so there. true. Okay, that was actually <laughs> my excuse for most of my classes because yeah. they were like UBC is so large. It is really it's, large. How how long is it? Do you think? I have no idea, oh. but. Um, I'll look that up. I d- were you were you in that were we in the screenwriting class together? We were. Yes, right? we were. Okay. And that was all the way the Anso building by the Rose Garden. No, wasn't no. it? No, 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 no. It was the pharmaceutical building. Oh, the pharmaceutical building. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes and yes. it was like, so it was by Toto. It was closer for you than it was for me oh. because I was in Vanier. You oh. were living in University Village. Yeah. So it was so much just, closer for you. But it was like, what, an 8 a.m. class on yeah. a Thursday? I don't even know. I had to leave the house by no, like... No, maybe that wasn't me because I don't have 8 a.m. classes on Thursdays, remember? No, but this was in our fourth year. Oh. So no, like... Maybe I didn't take that class. Maybe we didn't I did, take that class. I did have one anthropology class way in like the Anso building in the Rose Garden. Which is also really far and, away. It's like the other end of campus. Yeah, and... And I would live in, um, like, by Westbrook Village. Yeah. So. Oh, you lived in Westbrook Village? Well, like, around there. Yeah. And I I would cab to class. <gasps> Stop. I would cab to class. You cab to class? Yeah, and my friends would make fun of me oh for it because I was that person you who would cab to class. You couldn't take a bus? You couldn't no, take the bus? No, I was bus too late on... for the bus, and <laughs> I was, like, already 10 minutes late because I, God knows what I was oh doing. Oh, my God. That's um, so So funny. I have cab to class at least four times. Oh, my God. Was it, Am I, it? it was, was it worth it? Um, absolutely. Was I proud of it? Absolutely not. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> totally. I thought that it was so, so great to actually, like, record my lectures if my professors allowed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I used this, or I used to use this software called Evernote. 
Oh, I love like Evernote. So oh, it's so great. Awesome. It is a fantastic yeah. note-taking software. Oh, if you love organization, definitely get Evernote. Yeah. You can just organize things by tags, by yeah. like different sections in you a book. You can have them and, in like, like notebooks. Yeah, oh, it's exactly. so great. It's so great. Um, and what's what's so great on top of the fact, because my OCD is crazy, is the fact that it is so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It is so beautiful yeah. to look so at. So easy to use. Um, and oh. it has the note, it has the lecture recording feature. So oh, yeah, wow. Evernote, the newest, or when I was using it, the newest update had the option to record the lecture. Does it transcribe to text? It does not. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh, could you that imagine? would be a game changer. Oh my that God. Would straight up be a game yeah. changer. But it was at least recording the thing. So you could like listen back to it and then retype and the then notes type it again. later. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously take the notes while you're listening to the lecture. Because I'm As just, you do. I'm, I'm yeah. just not an auditor or I'm not a very strong auditory learner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do my best to like listen, listen and, and then type. type it. Yeah. But it's not always the best. It doesn't yeah. always work for me. Yeah. So having that recording and That's then awesome. listening back to it again was... Five stars, Evernote. Yeah. Five yeah, stars. Five, honestly, yeah. I... I loved Evernote. Yeah. Aside from just like actual tips and tricks, what are some things that people should remember when it comes to going to university or just getting through university? For for me, one of the things was, you know, don't overload yourself. Learn to say no, because mm-hmm. that's my biggest problem. I was that person that was spread so thin that I think I had like a mental breakdown every couple of months. Because I wanted to say yes to everything, whether it was hanging out with my friends yeah. or, you know, doing five courses every term. Yeah. You know? And if this was flipped the other way for me, don't overload yourself with social events. Like, <laughs> balance is so key. Um, you can relive the party another time. You just yeah. got to <laughs> go to your classes. Yeah. And don't also don't feel discouraged if you do fail a class. Like, that's yeah. not the end of the world. That doesn't like it doesn't define you. Even if you're going into university not knowing what you want to do afterwards or what you want to major in, that's totally okay. Yeah, you can just like learn from your experiences there. You can really learn from the class that you take. And yeah, just don't feel discouraged if you if you flunk a class because yeah. it happens to everyone. The, the next thing that I want to make sure that people know is that, you know, don't worry about not, know, not knowing what you're going to do after you get your degree. I think that that's a huge fear. Like as you get fear. into your get into your last year at university or college or your program or whatever it is, you're like, well, now what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> big question. Yeah, like yeah, great. I spent four years writing essays and stressing and writing exams, and now what, what am I going to do? What good is this for if yeah. I'm not using this? after university and I had so much pressure from well I'm not exactly pressure but I had a lot of questions from my family being like oh like what are you gonna do afterwards and I I simply had no idea so it's totally okay like there is a light at the end of the tunnel um as long as you you know as long as there's a will and a way and you have drive grit and passion for something I think that's so key and if you are determined to keep learning in life and to have a drive and ambition to have goals and to succeed and to you have a bigger picture and you have a bigger idea of yourself you know five years down the line I think that's really key and that a little slip of paper okay it wasn't little it's pretty big but a (laughs) really expensive somewhat large piece of paper shouldn't limit you 
everyone feels that way sometimes. Sometimes I would I would actually argue that everyone feels that way mm-hmm. at different points in their life as they yeah. get older. It's good that you recognize that now. We'd love your support, so please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover on our show. Follow us on Here to Chit Talk on Instagram. And that's the real shit. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Hello.